This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilmore. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, Cole, it is a magical day. It is part two of the WrestleMania bracket. It's a a bit hectic at uh, Ron's house. Um, uh, My girls are going on a cruise to Mexico, and I get to to not go. I'm going to be just, I'm having a staycation at home, just an empty house all to myself. And they're... Cool, so you should come have Dawson Burgers today for my wife's birthday. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, they're leaving tomorrow. The hecticness oh. is all the Home Alone-style packing that's happening. Yes, of course. Chaotic <laughs> is all held. Is playing in the background. Because the women waited till the last minute to do everything when they got to go somewhere, as always. It happens, it happens. And, you know, and you know, my wife, you know, bless her little heart, She she's going to go flaunt that new body of hers on a boat in front of a bunch of dudes. And I'm like, good, go. Have fun. <laughs> it's not you know, the Jericho cruise. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds fun. But, you know, hey, even if she gets dick silly over there, she can come home and show me what she learned. <laughs> silly. Because it's, it's going oh. to pale into comparison uh, the Charlie Sheen events that I'm going to be doing at my house alone. Oh, goodness. Yes, yes. Uh, but, no, other than that, it's a fantastical day. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. As I mentioned, it is my wife's birthday, so uh, she's letting me record here for three hours. So, well, she's at work. I'm trying to get this done while she's at work here on her birthday. So that's good. Uh, but with us again, Ty Matthews. How you doing today, bud? Hello again. Hello again. I'm excited to, to talk about the the manias that have moved on. I I got one thing that I forgot to to mention when we were talking about 19, and that's one of my absolute favorite stories about 19, uh, courtesy of one Johnny Yuma. Johnny Yuma was at attendance uh, at WrestleMania 19, and that, if I'm remembering correctly, featured a live performance from Limp Biscuit, um, and the the Seattle crowd was not fond of Limp Biscuit apparently during this performance, and so they're just. They're booing Fred Durst relentlessly. And one of my favorite things of all time is Johnny Emma as Fred Durst going, yeah, fuck you, Seattle. <laughs> He's just <laughs> completely just flipping off the crowd and just like cussing them out because they were not on board for Limp Bizkit. Oh. I just had to throw that in because that's that's legitimately one of the things I associate immediately with WrestleMania 19. Fantastic. I'm hoping that they dig up Lip Biscuit for Undertaker's Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> uh, hey, they're going on tour, baby. Oh, I got my ticket, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> the night before Double or Nothing, I'm going to see Lip Biscuit. <laughs> what a double feature that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny Yuba, my vaccination buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. What are we doing here again? <laughs> the greatest WrestleMania bracket of all time. We have finished the first round. 
16 WrestleManias have moved on, and now we have to narrow it down to a winner, and we will do that today. Uh, there have been a couple of favorites that have, have had some upsets. You know, if, you know that Darso rule uh, has definitely been played. Ron and I both have played our Darso, so Ty Matthews, the only one with the Darso left, uh, and he's probably too nice to fuck us with it. So I completely <laughs> forgot about it. And I, if if you could, I because I can't imagine you can Darso a Darso, can you? No, no you cannot. Yes. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. That's we, what I thought. We, we missed. But... No, that's yeah. the only. That's the only time I might have used it is if is if that was theoretically possible. But I'm holding on to it. See, a running oh. theme on this show is that our guests normally don't use the Darso. Everyone just kind of holds it and doesn't use it. But we encourage it. We like the pettiness. We like the. The, you know, just fuck us over. Like we, we have okay. no dog in this fight. It's fun. Uh, the only person that actually played the Darso was Wade Needham. Wade and, Needham. Oh yeah, yeah. He he still exists. He's a he's a hell of a guy, and he's a frequent guest on this show. Love that guy. Yes, absolutely. He is the reason uh, certain internet shows that aren't talked about anymore exist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kicking off round number two, WrestleMania three versus WrestleMania eight, Ronald. Ooh, WrestleMania 8 and WrestleMania 3. The obvious choice here is WrestleMania 21, and here's why. <laughs> um, let me explain. Let me explain. Uh, no, between the between the two, uh, all love aside for WrestleMania 8, I still got to go WrestleMania 3, just because I, we've talked about this a few times, but the whole star rating phenomenon the last, like, you know, oh, it's always been a thing, but it's really been a topic of conversation like the past five years since the Kenny Okada match. Um, and just looking back at the comparisons, the fact that Hogan and Andre had negative three stars, but the Kendall from Hell had one <laughs> just makes me just never want to give Meltzer any credibility ever in life. Like, it's just, you, you can tell he hates Dusty, he hates Hogan, he hates. Just anybody who's box Gold office, dust. yeah, go, yeah, yeah, just anybody who's box office and has made like established moments, just because nah, it's not the match I like. <laughs> it's almost as if it's one person's subjective opinion. Dude, I know, but no, it's yeah. not. It's not the fact because I, I acknowledge that, but the fact that everyone holds it as gospel, like this guy is the fucking like just like I, I imagine him like in a fucking he's holding like a a big ass sigh. It looks like a Grim Reaper, but he's like all epic Lord of the Rings. Like this match is worth four stars. It is. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> the, the fact, the fa for me, it's the fact that that according to Dave Meltzer, the Chuck T the, the Chuck Taylor and uh, uh, Trent backlot brawl, whatever thing with uh, proud, whatever they're calling themselves now, LAX version two. Santana and Ortiz, come on. Yeah, mm. Santana and Ortiz. The fact that according in Dave Meltzer's world, that match is better than every single Mr. Perfect match that's ever existed, every single Kurt Angle match that's ever existed, every single Bret Hart match that's ever existed, and not to mention, you know, Benoit, Jericho. Oh, wow. That match is better in Dave Meltzer's book. That match got like five and a half stars, but but Kurt Angle has zero five-star matches, according Does to Does he Dave really? Meltzer. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and Mr. Perfect, no five-star matches. That's pretty so, shocking. So, fuck Dave Meltzer. He's a piece of shit. His opinion is shit. It's useless worthless and this is at least a three-star match hogan and andre so fuck off dave <laughs> yeah it, it's something that i love to joke about it's just like okay he says this is negative like not even any stars just i wish i had no stars but i don't have that much stars i have negative <laughs> three 
I wish I had no stars. I I owe Dave three stars for this match I had. Dogs pissing at ringside <laughs> and humping each other gets a star worth at least one. Yes. And didn't didn't that match end in a hanging? No, that was Undertaker. That was a different boss man bullshit cage match. I also conflate those two. I would love to be in the room for someone to pitch Taker a kennel from hell match. Oh. What? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Anyway. What were we talking about? WrestleMania 3 versus 3 eight. and 8. <laughs> I'm going WrestleMania 3. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> 8 is one of those that just kind of like, other than the Savage Flair match, like eight just kind of gets lost in the shuffle for me. Like, because I just wasn't that big of a Hogan fan as a kid. I was all about Bret Hart and I was like, eh, on Hogan. Um, and which is funny because getting into the business and learning how to work sort of, and then like, you know, studying the business, like I got more into Hogan, which is usually the opposite of how the smart people think. Um, so I'm a much bigger Hogan fan now than I was then. And, you know, so WrestleMania 8 really isn't that great for me. But WrestleMania 3, I, I, we wouldn't be here today where we are now if not for WrestleMania 3. So it's 3 for me moving on. Ty? Um, I mean, it, 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 I'm, I'm outnumbered either way. So fuck it. I'm going to go with 8. Uh, <laughs> I think b- between Hart and Piper and, and Savage and Flair and um, being such a huge i was genuinely a massive massive sid justice fan at the time yeah no nothing no nothing wrong with that dude he's a great promo he's interesting yeah the first heel that i really really like enjoyed and just like the gritted teeth promos um and just the mile-long entrance way i will never not get a kick out of yes um, you, you know what my favorite thing about you saying sid is a heel is that Hogan's the asshole that cheated and turned heel. And right, Sid's the one that was the bad guy. Oh, one hundred percent. From from an ethical point of view, like yeah. Sid, yeah, like Hogan was the heel, but but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna even though three's moving on, I'm gonna for the record, I'm gonna vote for eight. All right. Not not Darso worthy, but you know. Uh, okay, okay, we'll keep that. We'll keep that. We'll we, keep we'll not Darso worthy. We'll get Barry on the phone. <laughs> God, can you imagine if we got big enough to where we, we we treated Barry Darso like the banker from Deal or No Deal? Just a silhouette in a fucking roof somewhere. <laughs> we never see him, but we just know that it's Barry Darso. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we could actually pull that off. <laughs> That's very funny. All right. WrestleMania 10 versus WrestleMania 4. Okay. Macho Man moment being what it was. I'm still going WrestleMania 10 just because, you know, my Bret Hart fandom. And uh, that ladder match is perfect. But uh, yeah, WrestleMania 10 is moving on for me easily from WrestleMania 4 because I did not like the long tournament thing. That that mania was a means to an end just for the big Macho Man moment. But WrestleMania 10 just had all the ingredients of like solid storytelling and epic moments. And uh, right in the middle of my fandom. So WrestleMania 10 moves on for Ron. <clears throat> I, I will take slight issue with... Uh having nothing positive to say about savage from 10 um i rewatched this mania recently after i i listened to another podcast where they they literally dubbed this match crush and savage the worst wrestlemania match of all time um that can't be the case (laughs) well and so i watched it again and i'm watching this match and i'm like man 
Crush is really busting his ass in here. He's like doing drop kicks on the floor. And like, I was really impressed. And then it's just the finish itself. Like the actual finish of this match is just so poorly done. And it just like was one of those things where maybe they should have wrestled in the, you know, in there and then like did an extra shoot in case the rope and everything didn't work out because it did not work out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, because what was it? They had the 60 seconds to get back to the ring after the pinfall. Well, Savage Pen spent 53 seconds trying to tie Crush up and then get him hung up. And then it didn't, he didn't even get him hung up. Like he got him up for like half a second and then the rope just fell down and his legs dropped. <laughs> and Savage like sprinted to the ring and got there like five seconds before the 60 count. So it's like really the finish is one of the worst things ever. But the match itself is actually pretty good. But I mean, it, if I'm comparing the quality of 10 and 4, to me, it's going to be 10. And really, with the Bret Hart and the Owen and all that stuff, I, 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 yeah, I started that sentence trying to put four over, but like, I just can't. Like, not over ten. <laughs> like, ten is so great. I love it. WrestleMania ten moves on for me. Ty, gotta go with ten. I, you know, it's it's gonna be tough beating a show with Bret and Owen and the uh, Razor Sean uh, ladder match on it. So, I'm I'm going with ten. Man, Ty going with ten. It's like 2016 again. <laughs> No Ty Dillinger fans? Okay, cool. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> you remember that shit, Mark? <laughs> that was, that, that, once again, another missed opportunity. I was on board for 10. Perfect 10. Way oh, 100%. Yes. You, you hear that reaction when he came out for the Rumble, and even before he came out, when everyone knew that he was going to come out at 10. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway. Love me some Stan. Okay, so on to the next match. Here we go. WrestleMania 18 versus WrestleMania 2. Ronald? Oh, this will be quick, all things considering. Uh, but uh, it's WrestleMania 18. Uh, WrestleMania 2 is here on a petty technicality. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, should, it shouldn't have even been in this bracket. So it's WrestleMania 18. I shouldn't have to explain why. Well, I mean... For me, uh, I, I think I agree here. WrestleMania two had its had its had its moment in the sun in this bracket, but I think it's time to go. So, Tyler, yeah, you're you're not gonna get much much argument from me out of this one. I I suffer from quite a bit of recency bias, and so I was already I was already leaning towards X eight. But yeah, you can't you can't touch icon versus icon. All right. Well, now we're back all in agreement and everything is good. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, WrestleMania 20 and WrestleMania 7. Oh, Ronald. Ooh, yes. We gave WrestleMania 7 its flowers last round, but uh, I got to go WrestleMania 20. There's just too much good shit on there. Uh, the ending, uh, we, we uh, talked about it in detail last week. And um, uh, let's, let's talk about Ultimo falling again. Um, <laughs> that doesn't like get that old. That's your. That's yours. Okay. Well, because it happened twice. It sucks. <laughs> it did. He did it on the stage, and then he gets in, recovers, and then slips on the turnbuckle. And I was just like, wow. But no. Like, uh, the worst part of the whole <laughs> Ultimo Dragon run for me was not that he slipped at Mania twice, but that the one time he should have had a match, or like, where it's like, all right, this is the time where Ultimo is going to put it, make his mark. He's wrestling Eddie Guerrero in this United States titles tournament. 
and they got a three-minute match on TV. And it's like, God dang it. So, okay, go ahead. Continue. So, WrestleMania 20. (laughs) Oh, see, this one's really, really tough for me. Because, like I said, a few years ago when I went back and reviewed all these WrestleManias, WrestleMania 7 really jumped out to me as being way, way better than it had any right to be including the Sergeant Slaughter Hogan match. Uh, if, if you know what you're looking for, Hogan does a brilliant job blading in this match uh, right on camera, but not to the point where if you didn't know what you were looking for, you wouldn't see it. Um, and Sarge is uh, next level uh, when it comes to selling and, and bumping. And so, uh, well, let's oh, not forget. Let's not let's not forget the really adorable moment of Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man reuniting. Yes, exactly. Like WrestleMania Seven might be the other than three, the really truly first great top to bottom like card that's just uh, a show stealer. Like every match was like, oh man, this might be the best match. Oh wait, oh wait, it just kept growing and it was better. I think it's probably the only one of the first ten that can compare to 17, 18, 19, where just the top to bottom match quality is there. And I love 20. And at the time when it happened, the end, the finish of 20 was such a big impactful moment for all of us wrestling nerds um, who were, had been waiting for years for, you know, the Eddie Guerrero's of the world to get their just due. Um, oh, I think I'm going to lean towards seven knowing that 20 is going to get the nod here from Ty. Uh, but I just, I, I don't want it to get th- to beat three to nothing. So I'm going to lean towards seven and leave it up to Ty Matthews here to decide this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've, you've definitely at least sold me on, on revisiting seven. Cause it's been so, so long since I've, since I've watched any of these, like I said before, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the Virgil faced turn. Um, and so that that was always, you know, really, really big for me. But but yeah, it's you know, I, I definitely got to go with 20. Uh, I think I had mentioned it before without without the ending to 20. I think I think wrestling today looks so, so, so completely different. Um, I think, you know, the the ending of 20 really opened the door for kind of the the, the resurgence of like the, the indie stars in. Uh, in wrestling for lack of a better term and so so yeah i I, i'm gonna go with 20 on this one and just to like just to you know tackle on to 20 you know because i i often like to talk about the bad stuff of everything just because that's more fun it's not it's not just about ultimo falling but by god ron the undertaker fan the return of the dead man that that wrestlemania is was worth the price of admission alone for me and, but also we got the rock and sock versus evolution match, which was kind of interesting and fun in itself. It's not, you know, a great classic match, but it's pretty damn good at that point. So, um, well, we, but if we want to talk about bad WrestleMania 22, we could talk about the Goldberg Brock match. <laughs> oh man. That yeah. was, I mean, like, we, we alluded to it last week, but, uh, we did, we didn't discuss it. Yeah, well, it, why don't we discuss it in further rounds? Um, yes, there you go. It's obviously we'll moving on. Next round, because yes. that might be the, the, the game changer in the next round. So, WrestleMania 30 and WrestleMania 29, which is also here because of spite. So, WrestleMania 30 for me, 
no doubt <laughs> ronald <laughs> oh yes yes let's talk about wrestlemania 29 what happened that uh, that show again oh yes the debut of Fondango beating chris jericho in his debut match it was fantastic and uh so fantastic that uh oh yeah it's wrestlemania 30 so wrestlemania 30 moves on just because it's uh <laughs> it's wrestlemania 30 it's like one of the best wrestlemanias ever uh i had my fun with wrestlemania 29 uh just because it was a counter attack to uh your attack and uh it was a blast <laughs> It was a yes. blast. You eliminated your number one most significant moment in wrestling history, WrestleMania 13, to put Fandango into the next round. So, I, I... listen, Cole. Cole, I'm still a worker at heart. It's emotional roller coaster. You gotta, you gotta bring them up. You gotta bring them up, and then you gotta bring them down, and just, just really solidify that heat. And it worked. It worked like a charm. But today, uh-huh. it's WrestleMania 30. 29's got to go. Oh. It was so funny because since we recorded that episode, I heard a podcast this week that uh, featured Chris Jericho. And he was talking about how he always does what's best for business. And it, it's not about who wins and loses. And I'm like, okay, sure. You put Fandango over. But was uh, beating AJ Styles at WrestleMania really best for business there, Jericho? <laughs> it was a receipt. Yeah. Oh, so, all right. Two for 30. Ty Matthews, what you got here? 29 and 30. I've got to tell you, I was this close, this close to using my Darso to, to let 29 go through. If it was any other mania, I would. I, I 30 is just is too, too good. I can't be that big of a troll at this point. But you can. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me see. Let me see if Raven was on 29. Maybe that'll sway you. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I was so scared of 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 hanging on to my Darso too long and not using it, but but it's okay. We've still got plenty. Oh yeah, I'll We've hang still on got to it. Plenty of matchups. Uh, <laughs> WrestleMania twelve and WrestleMania twenty five. Ooh, wow. see now yeah. this is now this is a hot tape because we've always talked about like we never argue if someone thinks that WrestleMania twenty five's. Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker match is their is their all time best WrestleMania match of all time, but it just happens to be going up against what you and I think uh, is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, and uh, it's it's hard to pick. Uh, it is because the, these manias are very similar in that there's a couple really great matches and then there's a lot of filler uh, on both of these cards, but like basically these matches are headlined by two considered widely two of the greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling. So, so to be fair, I think to be fair, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to eliminate those two matches from the equation and try to look at the rest of the card cards as a whole. And and for 12, we do have Taker versus diesel. Uh, We do have uh, the opening six man of Jake, Roberts, Ahmed Johnson, and Yokozuna versus British Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Vader. Um, I remember the only story I remember this match is that the stipulation was if, if Yoko's team won, he got five minutes in the ring with Jim Cornette. But according to a story on another podcast, uh, they did not follow through with the payoff for that because Yoko didn't want to go an extra five minutes <laughs> after yeah. the match was over. Uh, <laughs> 
So let's just go with the heat and just not let Jim Cornette get his ass kicked. So I thought that was kind of interesting and sad. Um, And then also we have Austin and Savio, but uh, 25, we talked about steamboats, like what the fuck, like a moment of just being awesome in the ring still. And then like catapulting a program with Chris Jericho to the next month. Uh, So that's amazing. But do I have the balls to eliminate the boyhood dream uh, for, for that? I think I do. Yeah. All, all right. I think I'm going to go with 25 confidently. Okay. Now, so for me, what it comes down to is if I eliminate, if, if we just say that the Iron Man and Sean versus, versus Taker are equal, to me, the rest of the card on 12, we have the Piper Gold Dust uh, gimmick, which was really ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, I prefer the undercard for 12 to 25 um, by a little bit. But that steamboat thing is uh, one of the most incredible things we've ever witnessed. And so it's, it's a really tough decision, but I would give 12 just a slight edge on this one and leave it up to Ty Matthews. Oh, boy. It's it's so interesting looking at looking at the card for 12 because like you think in in this era we've got two nights of WrestleMania so many matches there's only if, if you eliminate the Iron Man that's only five other matches on the card one of them is a minute and a half long yeah it's 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 so fascinating seeing that that era when there was still a little bit of restraint um God, if we're well, if, well yeah, because they were hard pressed for the three hours, they could not go three hours in one minute. Like right, even at like the the finish of Iron Man is hotly disputed because they were going to go off the air, and so this is where Sean and Brett had kind of their first little inkling of trouble because Sean told Brett to get the fuck out of the ring in the ring because they were going to run out of time. So yeah, I mean, when you have an hour and ten minute match, you know you have to cut down the card. We and you know, I three hours so and I totally forgot that uh, that WrestleMania 25 was also the one where the they had the Hardys face each other, and I uh, I just remember the finish of that match being just ugly looking in the best way the freaking twist of fate, like while his head's in a chair. So mm-hmm. I think I think that's worth bringing up. I thought that was fun. I'm looking at the car right now, and I was like, oh, this is the Santina uh, uh, WrestleMania, too. <laughs> It should uh, be disqualified just for that. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't all be zingers, huh? I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the pre-show, we got the Colons uh, facing John Morrison and The Miz. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and in, in a title unification match, no less. Yes. And then on the, uh, this, on is the where, pre-show. And this is where Rey Mysterio retires Bradshaw. Oh, man, that's right. <sighs> God. See, you're saying all these things, and it's and it's making me feel better about my WrestleMania. Trip. I know, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about how you say it. Oh man, God, this one is is so so tough. I screw. It, I'm gonna go with twelve. All right. Yep. Twelve. <sighs> moving on. The all boyhood right, dream lives on. This one's pretty simple, pretty easy for me. WrestleMania 17 and WrestleMania 31 and uh, 31 has, again, we talked about it. This is the best RKO of all the times. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, the triple H sting shenanigans with the NWO and DX 
and and all in all, I think 31 is is uh, looking back a little better than it I felt at the time. Plus, it had the the money in the bank cash in at the end of the night. Um, but 17 is I, I for my money, it's one of the you know two or three best pay per views I've ever seen in my life, top to bottom. So for me, I got to have 17 moving on. Yeah, wow. and I and I've talked about you know 31 and my disappointment in the Triple H match. I, I, I think it's atrocious that you get hit in the face with a sledgehammer and then shake hands afterwards. <laughs> uh, I do love that uh, you know WWE is known for like hot shotting like angles and like you know just moments uh, at times. And but the Money in the Bank concept was 10 years old before this happened, so I thought it was really wow. cool that they held on to that uh before a cash in at mania and it was so unexpected and worth it and the match beforehand like brock and roman i think it's the best they've had until maybe this this show where their characters have evolved so much um i thought it was a cool match the way roman was kind of laughing at his ass whooping and just not getting beat and then all that for seth to come out and ruin it the audience just kept going upon him entering and just until they went off the air like they just would not stop cheering um electric universe atmosphere whatever it was it was nuts the ronda segment we talked about it already the ronda segment was fun too and plus i'm a little biased because i was there yeah so i can't talk all that good about it and not move it on so i'm gonna go with 31 if i might be outvoted who cares oh i hope you're outvoted <laughs> i don't have the darso here Good. So Ty Matthews. What, so wait, is it, did did both of you guys vote? Yeah, Ron's going with 31, and I've got 17. So it's up to you again, sir. You are the decider today. Oh, that is that is so much pressure. <sighs> I mean, Ron made some very compelling arguments. You know, <laughs> the 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 post-match gaga be damned, you know, Triple H and Sting was a lot of fun we got was this rusev on a tank yes this is rusev on a tank this is Scare- uh, this is scarecrow bray wyatt scarecrow bray of course i mean 17 is jericho regal angle benoit shane versus vince which is an underrated match right they beat the shit out of each other in a fun way uh, this is the the real the best of the tlc matches yes right. uh, it's got the gimmick battle royal uh, it's got <laughs> The, the really, the, I will say this, if we're going to talk about a Taker versus Triple H match at Mania, we should be talking about the one at 17. And uh, of course, it's got the, you know, the second chapter of Rock Austin, um, you know, so. Well, I mean, you can die on that hill alone about that Triple H Taker match, because I think the best one is the end of an era match. I don't care what you say. Uh, but, you know, I think. Hold on. So, no, but what, what am I saying? You'll shit all over hitting a guy in the face with a sledgehammer and then shaking his head. But then when the guy says, I'll do anything in the whole wide world to win this match, except for hit you in the head with any kind of object whatsoever, you're cool with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And even the group hug at the end after they all just went through hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I have to say, and I, and I, Eric Bischoff, this is an Eric Bischoff quote. He said, it doesn't matter how great the movie is. You always remember the ending. And if you have a shit ending, that's what ruins everything. And as great as WrestleMania 17 was, it is going down in history as the worst creative decision ever to turn Austin heel at his hottest. And uh, WrestleMania 31 
went off the air with a 10 year into a tradition uh cashing in on something that and i think that's monumental and it went off the air in a better light and uh, it did more for the guy's career than turning heel for austin thank you well i mean to this day we still have what's happening because austin turned heel so i'm just saying Okay, so you're 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 supporting my argument then. <laughs> I think the Austin heel turn was a better decision than uh, anything that happened at third. Than creating a new star. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because how over is Seth Rollins still to this day? He can't even get a WrestleMania match. <laughs> oh God, I hate that angle. Uh, oh, God, these are such good arguments. Um, say seventeen, so we can move on. <laughs> I, Ron, you son of a bitch, you got me. God, thirty-one, thirty-one. Oh, well, solidified. Now, now this bracket is completely full. <laughs> Cole, you eliminated <laughs> the best, the best top to card. bottom WrestleMania card out of spite, and moved on the worst <laughs> WrestleMania card out of spite. No, no, no. <laughs> I eliminated like the seventh best WrestleMania card ever. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. The first ever yes. Money in the Bank yes. ladder match that catapulted Edge's career into the best <laughs> angle ever. Then you yeah. got Aki Bono versus Big Show. We cannot talk about <laughs> yes, that. Exactly. Then you got exactly. Piper's, Piper's Pit with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hulk Hogan destroying the terrorists four years after 9-11. You got... Triple yes, H made all my points for me. Triple H, <laughs> Triple H, just putting Batista on a pedestal for life on a silver platter. Oh yes, the one of the best Undertaker matches aside from Shawn Michaels against Randy Orton when they first made the streak of storyline that catapulted a main focus on WrestleMania from the then only on. Good point you've made Antonio so Mestre was, was a druid for Undertaker that <laughs> night. That was pretty cool. Your sister was in the audience for that show, and my God. Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. In fact, I will say I was having discussion this week uh, about wrestling and who deserves to be on like the best of all time. Because again, on that Jericho podcast, Kurt Angle said Chris Jericho's the greatest professional wrestler of all time now. And uh, yeah, exactly. That that happened on you know, a that on a tech debate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I listened to that too. And, and it was basically if you hear him, it's on a technicality. It's just because he's been doing it longer. And yeah, I, yeah. You know, no, I, but, I, I tell people all the time, like when I was wrestling and you see people play vet cards, I was very quick to say, just because you've done something for a long time, one place doesn't make you a vet. Uh, yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. just because you've been at the EWF for 17 years doesn't make you a wrestling veteran. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just makes you good enough for one place. <laughs> but, but I said there's about seven people that belong in the best, you know, professional sports entertaining wrestling person of all time and i think i've added kurt angle to that list now officially so so there's that so moving on uh to in this completely busted bullshit bracket that makes no sense <laughs> wrestlemania 19 versus 24 busted bullshit bracket we gotta call it that this time uh, like next time the yes, three b's the, the, yes the busted bullshit bracket oh uh, yes. where are we at 24 what is even 24 24 is I'm sorry, I love you. I'm sorry, I love you. And Mayweather Big Show. Yeah, that's not enough for me to take out 19. Um, Jericho, HBK, Triple H, Booker T, Hogan, McMahon, Rock, Austin, three, and Brock and Kurt Angle just for the bot shooting star alone. I've got 19 moving on. Go ahead, Ron. 
I got 19 moving on too. I, I've already talked about why I love 24 last episode, and uh, and I'm glad I did because you forgot the whole card and just dismissed it immediately. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I've already talked at, at nauseum of why I like 24, but 19 is just, you know, 19 was such a wild ride because before that, like, we never thought we were going to get Shawn Michaels back, and we got him back at SummerSlam before that WrestleMania, and then we got him again and winning the world title that, that at the end of that year, and then going to a you know what I considered a dream match at the time against Chris Jericho and I I just adore that match to this day I even rewatched it after we spoke last week um and just everything else on it like uh Rey Mysterio's first WrestleMania the the main event botch finish aside you know uh yeah got to go WrestleMania 19 too we are in agreement Cole are we are we are we good now yeah, well, I mean, as soon as we get 31 out of here, we'll be good. But Oh, Salty Cole. Salty Cole does whatever is... Salty Coles do. <laughs> I will say this is probably our most realistic Elite Eight we've ever had uh, without 17 moving on. If 17 had moved on, this would have been by far the, the most accurate final eight that we've ever had, Ronald. So I'm not too mad at it. So 19 for both of us. Ty Matthews, what do you got? Uh... Yeah, I mean, the really the main thing going for 24 for me was the was I'm sorry, I love you. But um, especially with with all of the drama leading up to and immediately following uh, Sean versus Jericho, um, among all the other things you guys said, I yeah, I got to go with 19 or uh, yeah, 19. All righty. No. All right. Limp Biscuit. (laughs) Also that. All right, on to the Elite Eight. We are in the third round of this bracket, kicking it off WrestleMania 3 versus WrestleMania 10. Ronald, I'll let you go first on this one. See, this is one of those, we've touched on this a lot, and we've had this problem before. Do we go with historical facts or our fandom? Um, Historical facts definitely lean towards WrestleMania 3, but our diehard Bret Hart fandom is leaning me towards WrestleMania 10. And not just that, you know, we got that ladder match. We got that uh, uh, Doink and Bam Bam. (laughs) With Luna and uh, Dink Dink as well. And I got to say, you know, because there there was a documentary about Luna Vachon recently. This is one of the nights you want to see how good a worker Luna really was. Go watch her in this. Watch her selling. Watch the stuff she does. She is incredible on this night. Also, I would like to point out WrestleMania 10. Uh, if you ever wanted to see a good men on a mission match, go watch them versus the Quebecers. We got Mo doing a cannonball off the apron to the floor. It's really a fantastic match. Shocked the hell out of me. I did not remember that match being any good, let alone as good as it was. <laughs> makes makes you feel a lot better about his progress in uh, the big man bracket, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was Mo, not Mabel. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But he was involved. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, this pains me, but a little bit, but not really, but, uh, I, I think I'm just going to go WrestleMania 10. I, I think I just watched it way more. Um, it, it, it brings me back to my fandom, whereas WrestleMania three was something that I like went back and like watched, you know, just way after the fact. So I think just, uh, being in that moment as a child, I gotta go, I gotta way towards uh, WrestleMania 10. And this one is tough for me, too, because, yes, WrestleMania 10 was the first 
top to bottom great pay-per-view of my fandom that happened during my fandom. I mean, I went back and watched all the, you know, earlier pay-per-views thanks to Blockbuster Video. But um, for me, I just don't think there's... the, The gravitas and the whole, you know, everything behind it and how big WrestleMania 3 is and was and, you know, continues to be to this day, I, I just feel like WrestleMania three is bigger than 10 in the grand scheme of historical events. And I love the Hogan Andre match. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I think it's fantastic. And of course the Savage Steamboat, you can't, you, I mean, it's just, there aren't better matches than that. I mean, there are matches as good, which I think Brett Owen is as good as that. The latter match is great. Um, but I feel like the back half of 10 drags a little bit. And uh, the, you know, cause we got that Luger Yoko 10 minute nerve hold match uh, in there in the mix as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards three and uh, leave it up to Ty Matthews. Oh, man. I had completely, I had forgotten that, that Steamboat and Savage was on three. I was only looking at, at the, the Hogan Andre match, but I think you you've definitely got a point about about ten kind of dragging a little bit in in the uh, in the back half. Um, I think in terms of in terms of the storytelling of of wrestling and kind of the 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 impact of of a solid story. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think maybe three did a little bit more, uh, so I'm gonna go with three. All righty, WrestleMania three eking out past WrestleMania 10. Uh, this time, I'm going to do something a little bit different. We got WrestleMania 18 and WrestleMania 20 going on here. I'm going to let Ty get the first vote here so it doesn't come all down to him. No, oh, Jesus. Put the pressure on him to make a decision. <laughs> oh, man. 18 and 20. 18 and 20. God. I think... My 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 gut, and I think what what I'm gonna go with, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with 18 on this one. I think between between Rock and Hogan and the 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 awesome undercard that we've that we've talked about uh, elsewhere in the tournament, um, I think aside from the from the ending of 20 and the return of the Dead Man, I I think yeah, I out of these two, I'm going with 18. Ronald. All right. I mean, then yes, I'm going to go for the reason why you wanted Tyler to go first, because I'm going to make you make the decision. (laughs) Because, you know, as much as I put Rock and Hogan on a pedestal, I have to lean towards my argument earlier with 17. It's it's about how you go home and going home with Triple H and Jericho after that match of all matches versus going home with that embrace between Eddie Guerrero and fuck it, Chris Benoit. Uh, I got to go 20 and plus bias return of the dead man. Well, I mean, when I, I can't agree that if the, the, the last thing you see isn't great, it can uh, dampen what, what, what happened, what came before. Uh, but I don't think that Jericho triple H had a bad match by any means. Uh, it's definitely one of the better things Triple H has managed to pull off at Mania. So good for him. 
Um, and and I will say, when Triple H came back, the fans like really lost their shit for him for on this this return from the injury. And so so it was really good. I thought the Jericho Triple H build up was was maybe a little better than the the payoff. Um, the whole thing with Stephanie and Chris Jericho is just priceless. Uh, if you can go see those promos and segments, go do it. But and she takes um, a wicked pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She eats um, it. <laughs> but with the absence of seventeen left, uh, the only rooting interest I have left is eighteen and three. So I'm going to go with eighteen here um, to make sure we get we get uh, you know probably the best final four we've ever had. So I'm going with WrestleMania eighteen. Moving on uh, to the final four. So that brings us to this one's really tough because I think these these are the two best maybe star making moments in wrestling history: WrestleMania thirty and WrestleMania twelve. Ooh, Ronald. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's like it's both of them are drenched in the boyhood dream comes true. Like it's both it both has both has the same feel. Uh. <sighs> But I think WrestleMania 12 for me only has that, whereas 30 also has the end of the streak. It has Bray versus Cena. It's got uh, the opening of Daniel Bryan and Triple H and then ending with him beating the rest of Evolution and holding those two titles and hugging Connor. Um, yeah. And a much, and probably other things that I'm forgetting. Uh, Cesaro uh, body slamming Big Show over the top rope, even though you know it's it's just the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. You listen to that crowd, and it's freaking insane. Um, yeah, I got to go thirty. Ty, yeah, I'm 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 kind of uh, uh, along the same lines. I think in terms of, I've talked about it before. In terms of book ending a show um it it doesn't get better in terms of both the opening and the ending of this show um and yeah like you said the streak cesaro uh the shield uh at kind of you know still in there in the the prime of the shield era uh yeah gotta go 30 and i'm in agreement i think we gotta go 30 here i think 30 is one of the all-time great moments in wrestling history of storytelling and build-up to a finish. And I think really the biggest part of this storyline and the build-up being as great as it was, was the just the pure fact that they did not want to go with Brian at all. The company had no desire to make Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, their world champion. And the fans just forced it to happen. They were not going to be happy with the world until this finally happened. And uh, it, it actually led to them doing a slow buildup in the era of hot shotting. I mean, you know, back, back before, I don't know, le- even as far back as let's say WrestleMania 17, you know, we'd have six months buildups to WrestleMania or to any pay-per-view really. And now we're lucky, you know, if these two guys like bump into each other on accident in the back, they're going to have 17 matches on raw and then they're going to have a pay-per-view match. So uh, the fact that it took Brian, you know, almost two years from the time the fans started getting behind him to win this, to win the match, I think is incredible. So yeah, WrestleMania 30 to me definitely moves on to the final four. So and let's, and let's talk about like, we, we brought up WrestleMania 30 three times now, and we haven't touched on the, how they opened the show with Hogan, Rock and Austin. Opening, oh, opening right. the show. I mean, botched where we are aside from Hogan. 
<laughs> just seeing those three in the ring together on the third decade of WrestleMania, freaking insane. Amazing. I agree. That was a cool moment. I remember watching uh, probably in my living room, I think at this point still. We were and- in Shane, Shane's old room. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We were in the, uh, the TV room. As we were, as we speak, I'm getting my roof replaced, which I'm glad that the hammering and nails aren't going right now because that would be wonderful for audio. But uh, yeah, my house, my house is always under construction. So yeah. yes, but uh, I remember just giggling like a little schoolgirl when uh, Hogan started the show and then he got interrupted and it's The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the greatest opening segments in the history of pay-per-view, I think so. WrestleMania 19 and WrestleMania 31. Ronald? God, this, this, this should be so much fun to do right now. But all valid arguments for WrestleMania 31 over 17 aside, uh, I have to go WrestleMania 19 here uh, between these two. Um, just because, like, I, 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 you know, I, I was at WrestleMania 31, and I loved it very much. But I think you can't, you can't outshine Shawn Michaels' return WrestleMania match, uh, or just, I think, I think this was Kurt Angle's one and only main event WrestleMania match. Um, and then I'm like going through this card more and more, and I, I just think, yeah, just the look of it. It was such a cool looking place too. Um. Yeah, I gotta go. Nineteen. Sorry, thirty-one. I got you this far. It's funny because we went from the first round where I pitched thirty-one and talked about Ron. This is gonna be a tough choice for Ronald. Over. Uh, it was twenty-three at the time. He's like, "Why?" Because I was there. It kind of sucked. And now, like we've talked through it for three rounds. He's like, "It was so great. I loved it. I was there. It was amazing." <laughs> like, Integrity. Which- <laughs> Integrity of the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think you go like. Because for me too, like digging into these WrestleManias more, because like when we first talked about it, I'm like, oh, it's going to be easy. WrestleMania 21 through like, you know, 29 suck and 31 through 37 all sucked ass. And Ron's like, nah. And then we start digging into the card. I'm like, you know what? That show was better than, than I, you know, I, I remember. And, and we dig into these things and a lot of these shows, you've talked to me into liking them more than you know just saying oh that that mania sucked but it's the only reason i'm on this podcast with you cole is to (laughs) is to what is to watch you make shitty opinions and backpedal on them when i present facts curry was overrated fuck you (laughs) (laughs) you get in there and do a quarter of what he can do and we'll talk well, that, that doesn't mean anything. It does. It does. Because if that, you sit if that's there in your opinion. fucking bed and you judge the greatness of Kurt Angle, he fucking won a real sport with a broken neck, and then came in and then jumped on the business faster than anybody fucking ever, and then had one of the best rookie years ever. Two thousand was such a banger year for a new wrestler in WWE, and this was a and this was an era where Triple H Taker. Austin, the rocker there, and just this fucking goody two-shoes Olympian comes in and gets right on top immediately and taps out the rock in the process, wins King of the Ring and all the belts on the way there, and he's overrated. Suck all my dick. <laughs> you know it's a work, right? Like he, he All <laughs> of my dick. No, no, it's a work. It's a work, but he's also a legitimate guy. He can make that happen if he wants to. He'll tap out Undertaker today. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> 
Uh, I like how you just keep saying I say Kurt Angle's overrated with no context did. whatsoever. Oh, I'll sc- I'll screenshot all the texts and you will be exposed. Yeah, as long as you show the part where I explain what I'm talking about, and then everyone goes, oh, "Okay, that makes sense." Oh, the part where oh oh oh, you mean the part where he has no capabilities of making anybody, even though his debut match was, even though John Cena's debut match was against Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, he he makes nobody. I didn't say any of that. Yes, you did. Yes, he did. Yes, you did. Kurt Angle's good, but he just doesn't have the capabilities of making anybody like a Daniel Bryan or a Bret Hart. Well, if you remember right, he didn't make John Cena because John Cena was on the precipice of getting fired just months after his debut match. And the only reason that John Cena got made was because Stephanie heard him rapping and decided he was Vanilla Ice. And so... had nothing to do with that match with Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh, Cole. Cole, you'll just reach for anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I got WrestleMania 19. When it's all said and done, that's what we're talking about. I got WrestleMania 19. Who main evented that show again? <laughs> Over 31. Uh, Who main evented that show again that you're picking? Uh, 19, let's see. Uh, the real main event was Rock Austin 3. Who went on last, fucker? Say it. <laughs> Brock Lesnar knocking himself, knocking himself out went on last. Do, do you, you see? Do, do you see the audience at home? Audience at home. Do you see the fickleness of wrestling fans today? Cole is the mayor of the fickle wrestling fans. Oh, he, it. I'm going he, 31. He will sit here and just dodge everything and just not even embrace the facts. Kurt Angle's overrated. His in-ring abilities are oh. slight, they're slightly overrated. Because he's a WWE style wrestler, period. And once he went on the indies and TNA and had to wrestle real professional wrestling style, his matches took a dip for a while because he didn't have that tool in his tool bag. (laughs) And he had to learn how to be a wrestler. And then he got better. (laughs) This is live audio footage of uh, Cole on the hill he's dying on alone. (laughs) But... For sports entertainment style, yes, Kurt Angle's one of the best ever, and I, I have no problem saying that. Cool. So 19's moving on then, right? I don't know. Ty hasn't voted yet, and he still has his Darso. So, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you know, we've we've obviously got got Rock and Austin, uh, you know, Sean and Jericho. You can't beat that Matt Hardy Ray Mysterio match. Um, I mean, yeah, I I would go with 19, but Ron, you did too good of a job convincing me in the last round. So hit that music. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. It, it tastes so good. Like, mm. <laughs> I, was, I was so afraid of losing it, but this is a perfect opportunity. This sandwich is so good. But, you know, if you're going to eat, if you're going to eat a sandwich, just make sure it's drenched in, drenched in Cole's tears. <laughs> it's a great, why, con- it's a great why? condiment. We just eliminated the Kurt a- overrated Kurt Angle main event. Mm, so. no, 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 no. You, you said that you said that wasn't the main event. <laughs> so, <clears throat> sorry. Oh, that was a that was a thick tear. <clears throat> that was extra. <laughs> that was uh, that was extra salty. <clears throat> So, so your your backpedal this time is now he's the now he's the main event, right? Now that he, now that we've eliminated him, now he's the main event. Is is that your new one? 
I love that Ron flip-flops so much on what we're doing here. From I was going to say. And then he tells the X like it's always me. <laughs> I'm a worker, bro. I wanted, I wanted 31 in. I was politicking. I knew, I knew, I knew Ty was going to play it. You're such a good heel that you just, every time you lie, you just think you're telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> never, <laughs> I never lost. I never said yeah, that. It never happened. <laughs> Oh, I see. Right. I'd, be, I, I'd be perfect for WWE. Yeah, I just assume that you forget what happened the week after. That's right. There you go. <laughs> All right. We are in the final four now. Final four. Oh, this has been absolutely fantastically fun. I think the fans have a treat this week. Oh, but. <laughs> All right. The first matchup in the final four. All the Darsos are played. So no more shenanigans afoot here today, ladies and gentlemen. First time, I think all three Darsos have been played uh, th- even this early. I think that's uh, we're making some 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 news today here. Yeah, be on the lookout for Ty being on a bracket again. Absolutely. <laughs> WrestleMania three and WrestleMania eighteen. Ooh, oh, and and this is fun because the reasons why they're both good is because of Hogan. I mean, the, you can have an argument with uh, Savage and Steamboat as well, but the uh, the focus of these two shows historically, you know, Hogan's right yeah. there in the middle. Well, as I um, say, we're basically WrestleMania 19 away from the final four, all being centered around stuff to talk about with Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> man, but that, we got 31. In that's, the that, that's some harsh <laughs> math to deal with. If you're a modern wrestling fan, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think just as a victim of uh, recency bias, I got to go 18. I suffered way too much to get to the house that I was watching that show. I, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think uh, just for that and uh, Scott Hall's, uh, Scott Hall's stunner cell. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I reminding myself earlier that Stephanie can really eat a pedigree. Like I always give props to people that take the pedigree without releasing their arms. And she's one of them. Like she kept her arm, but he locked, or at least he's ribbing her. He's like, I'm just gonna lock your arms as full. <laughs> yeah, fucking just like like marriage, like random marriage yeah. revenge. Like you said what earlier? Pedigree. Um yeah, yeah, 18, 18 for me. All right, Ty. Oh God. Um I completely forgot that Kurt Angle faced Kane at WrestleMania 18. Yeah, I love that, that finish that was so bad. It's just not in anything. Anymore. I, yeah, I love revisiting <laughs> these cards and seeing the, the shit I completely forgot about. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, but yeah, I've I've got to go with with 18. I think it's it's a card that I would. I mean, I don't know if this is a fair metric to to use, but I think I would enjoy it top to bottom slightly more than i than i would three um yeah i'm gonna go with 13 18 or yeah 18 well i mean wrestlemania 3 it was the first really kind of solid card top to bottom uh for a wrestlemania we got the the harley race jyd match which i love still to this day um it's not a great match by any stretch of the imagination but it's probably the best thing jyd did in WWF at that point he was uh heavy into the extracurricular activities and his uh work was not stellar but in there with a guy like Harley Race how can you go wrong uh the Piper Adrian Adonis match is fantastic as well uh plus you get a you know a Heart Foundation Bulldogs 
match at WrestleMania three. So top to bottom, um, I think three's even better than it gets credit for. And of course, you know, the greatest, you know, one of the, the best wrestling matches in WrestleMania history and the biggest WrestleMania match in WrestleMania history, Andre versus Hogan. But if we're being honest, 17 and 18 are just absolute top to bottom, nonstop bangers. And uh, the Hogan Rock thing is an absolute masterpiece. And for that reason, I, I give 18 the edge over three and have 18 unanimously in the final. Ooh. So, <clears throat> all right, this one should be an easy conversation, but uh, the way things have gone here, we never know. WrestleMania 30 and WrestleMania 31. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let Ty start here since he felt so strongly about 31. <laughs> <Darso> did. <laughs> and, uh. and, and took out WrestleMania 17 with 31. So, Ty Matthews, WrestleMania 30 or WrestleMania 31. What a path through the brackets it's been. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah, when, when all is said and done, I'm definitely going to have to go back and rewatch 31 because I enjoyed a lot more of it than I remembered at the time. Um, but, but yeah, I think everything that we've said about 30, it, you, you just, you absolutely can't beat it. Um, it, I've, I've said it before that opener between Daniel Bryan and Triple H is just one of my favorite matches period. Um, and it, it's, it's really just, it's, you know, Colts, like you were talking about, it's, it's a, a rare instance of WWE's hand being forced by the fans as much as they say, you know, we listen to the fans, we listen to the fans. Like this build was only so slow because they really did not want to do it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've, I've, all, all Darso's aside. Uh, I, yeah, I got to go with 30. Ronald. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, 31, you know, I've, I've already talked about it ad nauseum, you know, for better or for worse, for fun or for, uh, you know, facts. Um, uh, but the only thing else I can say on it is that uh, I took Michael, Michael with me uh, yes. to this to this show, and uh, he had such a blast. And like, you know, uh, this might be boring to the audience, but you would get a kick out of this. Michael, you know, when you got a hold of him, he was at a, such a young age for wrestling. And he like, he basically just you know, you, you were his guide as far as opinions and wrestling, what to watch and all that stuff. Like remember, he like watched the Iron Man match at nauseum, like, oh, like, yeah. it, like, like it was a movie, but also what comes with that is maybe, you know, a lot of like what you don't like about wrestling and a lot of like what you hate will trickle down to him. And he kind of, it was for a while where he kind of regurgitated your opinions. Yeah. And like, he, <laughs> I love his voice. Cause he's droopy, the dog at, at an older yeah. age. <laughs> Because like yeah, but they don't book him correctly, <laughs> <laughs> and like and yeah, but he's fat now. And I don't mind. Want to watch? I don't want to watch that. <laughs> so, so I dragged his ass to WrestleMania, and we did the whole thing. We did fucking Access Hall of Fame, all that shit, and he had an absolute blast. And like uh, uh, we, I he stood inside the elimination chamber. Uh, he, we we met Dolph Ziggler because just because he was standing there. Uh. uh <laughs> sorry no, no just no disrespect he just happened to be right there. i was like what's up man kill it uh he's very short i i i, I never felt tall but uh but uh uh yeah i had an absolute blast I, I got to nerd out he got to see bret hart at a very close distance which made him giggle as michael would giggle yeah. so it was yeah <laughs> <Look at him. laughs> so 
it was cool to just kind of see him kind of just take that wrestling cynical fan away and just be a kid there. So that was fun. Um, but all that to say, you know, I can't argue WrestleMania 30, even as much as I want to. The, the beginning and ending is just one of those things in wrestling that just grabs you no matter you don't even have to be a fan of wrestling if you just happen to be at a party and they're watching this wrestlemania and you can you can gather what's happening based on the beginning and ending to that show and be be invested so i gotta go 30 all right another unanimous decision and the finals are set uh i will let you all in on a little secret here if it came down to 17 and 30 even though I think 17 is the best wrestling card top to bottom in the history of the business, I still would have gone 30 over 17 because of the, the importance of what happened. So this is the final two that I was kind of hoping for. So I'm not disappointed. We had a lot of fun to get here, uh, which is always good for the fans. Uh, but that's it. It comes down to WrestleMania 18 and WrestleMania 30. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> who wants the responsibility? Actually, going first is actually the easiest part because there's no pressure. It's up to the <laughs> other two. But I'll, I'll just kind of I'll kind of go first. Well, I, yeah, there is no kind of. I'm going first. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I go. Yes. Uh, so you're, you're, you're putting this up against like uh, the, the iconic moment of Rock and Hogan, which is like important on so many levels like it's like a culmination of wrestling's history and then you know also like an end of an era and also a catapult to the future and it's like all those things wrapped up into one it was just such an important match and <sighs> wrestlemania 30 like we just talked about it like it's 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 almost like a, a like an underdog rudy slash rocky movie like it's it's you before the punk return I've never been so genuinely happy for a total stranger in my life. Um, and for that, like WrestleMania 30, I have no problem considering that the best WrestleMania because it's such an emotional roller coaster. Rooting for a guy uh, like that, that storyline, it's so, it's so drenched in reality because it was real. And then for the payoff to be so big and they, they, let, they just basically said beat, beat three of evolution in one night. Yeah, And let's really solidify you as the undisputed champion. And it's for a guy that does not fit the, the description of what Vince McMahon's ideal wrestler would look like, especially then. Like, it wasn't really super into, like, swiping up all the indie guys just yet. That was, like, shortly to come after. And maybe that wouldn't have happened without this making moment of maybe one of the best stars on the independent circuit. Um, and then let's not even forget the streak ending yeah you know say what you want about it it's a polarizing topic but everybody was silent I, I mean i think it's a little more impressive to get that type of reaction than it is to get a big pop it's not like go away silence it's not this is boring silence it's just what the fuck am i here seeing this is wrestling history this is decades ending in front of my face so I got to go WrestleMania 18. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just one more swerve. No, no, it's WrestleMania 30. Come on now. Uh, this one's, oh, it's really tough. It's really tough because 
17 and 18 back to back. You're there. I don't think we'll ever have two manias back to back that are that good. Um, and I think that 17 and 18 are, are both uh, probably top to bottom ahead of every other WrestleMania card. Um, but having been a Brian Danielson fan for, I don't know, 15 years before WrestleMania 30 even happened, you know, going to PWG shows to see Brian. Um, and he wasn't a total stranger to me because I had met him a couple times at PWG talked to him, you know, actually like said, said words. Uh, he made fun of my, of me and my sister, which was great. Uh, <laughs> like, first time I met him, he's like, he's making jokes about how are you two related? <laughs> so that's fun. Um, so, but we mentioned the culmination of the storyline of Brian Danielson because the fans didn't want to do it, but how about the streak? That just happened by accident over, let's see, WrestleMania 8 was so 23-year storyline to culminate at WrestleMania 30 on top of the, you know, the two-year build to Daniel Bryan becoming the champion. And just a fun little fact, like, WrestleMania 21 is where they made the streak an angle because this was like, you know, Randy Orton didn't, they they were doing the, the Seth Rollins thing. He didn't have a spot at WrestleMania, so he was trying to find his moment. And there's the, this was the first time that he brought up, like, in an angle, the WrestleMania streak. But WrestleMania 18 is the first time it was just acknowledged on commentary when he beat Ric Flair. That's why you see yeah. him hold, throw up the 10 at the end. So this was the first pay-per-view where it was acknowledged by commentators. It wasn't an angle. It was just like, that would make this 10-0 for the dead man. So it's cool. It's kind of fitting that the final two here is where it was acknowledged and where it ended. And that's funny, too, because that was just like a conversation. I think, was it Michael Hayes who just said, like, hey, you know, the dead man's never lost at <laughs> WrestleMania, dude, dude, dude. And then, like, it just, like, they're like, really? He's never lost? And they went through the record books and started looking like, oh, shit, he's about to be 10 or no. That's a thing. We could put that up as just a, an acknowledgement, a thing. He's never lost. It, it, and, and sometimes the best things happen by accident. So, oh, this is really tough for me. Um but I just, I love 18 so much. Like, it, this is going to be the last, just the last bit of childhood uh, love before we got involved in the business and, and took it to another level and started studying wrestling and training in my backyard. So I'm going to just give it to 18 and allow Ty Matthews to decide the winner of the greatest WrestleMania of all the times. You're up, Ty. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, boy. I mean, there, there, there's a few things that just literally cannot and will not, I don't think, be replicated again. You know, the from the crowd's reaction to Rock and Hogan to, to the streak. I mean, like... The streak literally can't, it just can't happen again. There's, there's no way that it could. It's, it's one of those things like you can't unring that bell. The second someone goes like three or four manias without losing, people are instantly going to be thinking about it. uh, If not before that. Um, I mean, with, with 18, 
having having Rock and Hogan be such an integral part of kind of the latter stages of their careers um, is is also completely unable to be replicated. I think if if that moment is so important to the later stages of those of their careers, I think that Daniel Bryan's moments at thirty are equally if not more important to the the continued progression of his career and thank god that he's still able to go out and put on bangers now uh with the blackpool combat club um it's i can't believe you're putting me in this position but uh i gotta go with 30 on this one all right ladies and gentlemen there you have it the greatest wrestlemania of all time WrestleMania 30. Wow. <laughs> Don't be all enthusiastic at once. <laughs> no, but, I'm, but, I'm not but, mad at it at all. I was going to say, how can you argue? But we've argued a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you better be able to argue. That's the whole point of the show. <laughs> and I mean, and and really, you know, if if you asked me, you know, gun to my head, what the greatest mania for me is, this is what I would say anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I would definitely go here because you got to talk about the, the story that's being threaded, threaded through the whole show. And, you know, I, I probably beat this uh, reasoning like a dead horse and maybe Cole doesn't really agree with it, but it's just how I view things. The whole movie thing, you know, yeah. you remember the ending. Uh, right. And between these two, uh, all diehard wrestling fans always point to that man, H- Hogan and rock really killed that crowd for trips and Jericho. Whereas we went off with the happiest moment ever on the, on the other side. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I think if, if, if you're really going to solidify, I think it's, it's really only WrestleMania three, 30 and 12 that have like that big storybook ending moment that's significant and i know and and, and i i have no problem with that logic i i think that's solid logic to think you know, because we've seen how many times have you seen it where someone's having a great match and then they ruin the finish yeah a la brock and kurt angle and then you're not even thinking about the match because brock almost fucking killed himself right. yeah honest, right so yeah. at that point you don't care about anything that happened the whole night she's like god is brock okay is he like alive, let alone, you know, like was the match any good? So I know it's solid logic, solid reasoning. I will I won't ever debate that one on you. But I I will say though, I think we're in agreement that it, the best one night story ever told um would be WrestleMania 30. And so I'm not mad at this at all. I love the results. Thank you so much for being with us, Ty. Uh, we're definitely going to be calling you again because this was fantastic, sir. Yeah, yeah such, make- a, such a blast. Yeah, you got anything you want to plug? I know you're a busy kid doing a lot of fun stuff, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm on a sketch comedy team called Friendo. We've got a, a show coming up on, uh, well, <laughs> shit, it's on April 3rd. Uh, people might, yeah. people that's listen, that are listening to this might have something else to do that night, but uh uh, but but yeah, check out uh, at Friendo Sketch on on all forms of social media. Uh, you can find me at Ty Matthews PMA. Um, and yeah, I just it, it's such a blast to be able to to talk about wrestling with uh, two of my absolute favorite people who have watched wrestling with uh, over the years. Uh, so yeah, this was uh, just a, a a delight. Well, you said a mouthful there, and I gotta say, you know, talking to the both of you, it's so fitting because on one hand, you got the person that 
pretty much made me aware that there was independent wrestling. Uh, and then you got the guy that I first kind of like trained for and worked for and tried to impress to get my foot in the door. And I don't think without the two of you, I wouldn't even be in wrestling. So, or have gotten a chance to do it. So it was a nice, the stars aligned. Uh, and I didn't just gain wrestling friends. I gained like an extension of my family with the Dawson's. Uh, it's, you know, I think wrestling is probably the best things that's ever happened to me as nerdy as it is. And I have a blast, <laughs> yeah. I have a blast talking about it with my friends, even in my mid thirties. Oh, well, I can't do any better than that, ladies and gentlemen. So forge our guest, Ty Matthews and my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. I am Cole Dawson saying thank you. We love you and good night. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly on Instagram or Twitter at Ron for Your Life. Number four, we'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.